When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, loved ones. Welcome back to Doing It at Home. I'm Sarah. Thank you for listening and joining us. Appreciate you. We have a Doing It at Home classic episode for you today, an episode that originally aired last year, and it addresses a great topic, which is switching to home birth about midway through your pregnancy. And that is something that we can relate to because that's what we did with our first pregnancy with Maya couple of just announcements and updates and things. Stay tuned. Keep your eyes and ears peeled because we have some exciting stuff coming up for you in the next week or two that we are going to be announcing and sharing. I know we shared with we're, we're pregnant <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. What more could we share, right? What other surprises could there be? And this is something that doing it at HomeWise, we were planning before becoming pregnant. This is something we've been working on and something we've been kind of crafting and putting together over here on the the uh, behind the scenes. And we're really excited to share it with you. So it's something that's going to be for the community, a uh, continued space to learn and grow and be excited, confident, prepared for home birth. So we've been working on some things. We've been working over here. We're really excited to share it with you. So just stay tuned. Keep listening. Keep the notifications on, the subscription button, um, you know, uh, punched. Punched? You don't punch a button. You touch a button. But, you know, keep keep it all turned on, (laughs) including social media and our email newsletter, which you can sign up for on our website because it's going to be awesome. With that, we'll take you into the Doing It at Home classic episode. Enjoy, everyone. Catch you next week. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Welcome to Doing It at Home, the podcast. Today's episode is navigating challenges of switching to a home birth at 25 weeks with Portia Turner. And in this episode, you can expect conversation around cesarean birth, breech birth, VBAC, a birth blessing, TENS unit, hospital transfer, and other resources that helped prepare for home birth. 
Before we get into the episode, I just want to welcome you again. Thank you. This is doing it at home. This is the space for you to feel empowered when it comes to your home birth. And we have built doing it at home on the pillars of inspiring stories, which you will hear in this podcast, support and love and accountability in our private Facebook group, which you can find a link to in our show notes. It is called the Doing It at Home Birth Group, as well as resources and education and information to help guide you in making the choices that work best for you. And that's in our weekly email newsletter. And you can sign up for that on our website, diahpodcast.com. So make sure you're following us on all the channels, Facebook, Instagram, in that private Facebook group, signed up for the newsletter, and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well. That way you'll be in the know, you will be alerted and notified of all of the new things that come up, all of the new content, and all of this home birth awesomeness. And check out the show notes. So whatever device you are listening on, always make sure to go to the description of the episode and there you will see the links to all the ways to connect with us and be more involved in the community, to follow us, as well as any resources that are listed and mentioned in the episode. And this one has quite a few resources that are mentioned in the conversation, in the interview. So you definitely want to check that out. You know, if you're driving along and you hear something mentioned like, ah, I want to go check that out. Well, don't worry. It'll be there for you in the show notes waiting for you when you have reached your destination and you are safe and you can scroll through that. So no worries there. We got you. Okay, let's get into the episode. So one of the big things that comes up in this episode that will be great for you if you're swirling on this question right now is where do you feel most safe to give birth? And how do you answer that question and how do you unpack that? Because ultimately, that's one of, if not the most important questions to consider when it comes to planning for your birth. And for today's guest, Portia, that answer was home. And so we talked to Portia about her third pregnancy, which influenced by COVID and circumstances relating to it, Portia and her husband, Jeremy, switched to a home birth plan at 25 weeks pregnant. And so they kept their plans quiet, like many that we've spoken to on the podcast do. And that's just a personal preference that comes up for different reasons. You know, maybe you just want to avoid unwanted feedback or conversations, or you just desire a more private experience. But her previous births were in the hospital, a cesarean breach and a VBAC. And so one of her concerns going into this third birth was what would it be like to go into labor on her own naturally? So without any sort of medical intervention. And one interesting element of Portia's birth experience that we get into is that while in labor, she actually transferred to the hospital temporarily for some care around her blood pressure, but she was able to leave the hospital, return home, and have her home birth. So quick word from our sponsor, and then we will hear the full story of Portia's birth. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Portia. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> we're doing awesome. We're so great. Yes. And we're excited to talk to you today, Portia. So thank you for joining us on the show. Appreciate being here and getting to share my story. It's really powerful to have a platform to do that. So thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. You're why we're here. You know, you and everyone listening, <laughs> we couldn't do it without you. So um, why don't you share with us a little bit about you and your family? Well, we're a family of five. Um, my husband's name is Jeremy. Uh, we own a brewery. My name's Portia. I'm a real estate agent. My oldest is 13, and her name's Malia. My middle child's Monroe. She's four. And my youngest and my home birth baby uh, just turned three months, so I just got out of the postpartum or the fourth trimester, they call it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Cause you're always postpartum, <laughs> right? But right. You're out of the, you know, you're shifting, she's shifting. Um, you know, you're no longer a newborn, I guess, after that stage, right? Yeah. Some sort of rhythm. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> okay, great. And that's kind of what we're going to get into today is talking about the events leading up to that birth experience. But before we get into that, can you take us a few steps back and maybe just share with us a little bit of why you went into home birth, you know, how that kind of came up for you and guess just some of your, your birthing history and how that influenced, you know, your philosophy and the, and the mindset and the space you hold around birth. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll give uh, broad strokes. My oldest was a C-section for being breech. Um, my middle child, I was able to have a V-back, which was uh, pretty, pretty empowering and let me know I could do it. And so my third third birth, I was a little more free in it. Um, something that I valued from Monroe's birth, my, my middle child was that uh, I had a lot of really great support. I had a doula, I had my husband, I had chiropractor and, and um, lots of different tools that I used that I, I felt really took me there. And when, uh, when looking at the pandemic, and all the restrictions around who you could have and um, who, who you could have to support you. It, it started to feel really important to me to have those people there. And so that's actually what brought me to home birth was just wanting my support people. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's really cool how you had that experience from the second birth, you know, you knew what it was like to have that team, to have those tools, as you said, and the resources. So, and and if they all worked for you, of course you'd want them again. So then if you found yourself in a situation where you might have to strike some of those, or you wouldn't have access to all of those, I can totally see why that would create a thing in your mind of, okay, I'm going to do something different then, or I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to find a way. Absolutely. And, and with the VBAC, the first, the, my middle child, it was, it was making myself believe I could do it and trying to 
figure out if my body could do it. But this time I knew I could do it. I was like, I know I have what it takes to get this baby earth side. I have done it before. I have a frame of reference. Like it wasn't as much of a mind uh, boggle as, um, as the home birth was this time. Cause you really have to birth where you feel the safest. And I think for my middle child, I don't know that I would have felt as safe at home because of my mental challenges on um, just trusting myself. So, so yeah. So um, I, I thought about 25 weeks, I decided that I would have a home birth and I started looking around for midwives um, that would, that would help me with that. And that, um, and I got bait and switched by a midwife group that had a birth center, which was really interesting because you hear that a lot with OBGYNs, but not so much with midwives. So that was kind of interesting. What do you mean they by said, that? So, so they said I could birth at home as a as a VBAC um, as a VBAC client, and then at my 30, ooh, 31 week appointment. They told me that I was going to have to birth in the the birthing center due to something with insurance or something. So it was it was a real shocker. I was like, wait, hold on a minute. I picked you guys specifically because you um, were going to be a home birth and you could bring the nitrous oxide. Right. <laughs> it was really helpful the first time. Huh. Oh, that's yeah, so, that's so, so that, interesting. That yeah, that is like kind of mind-boggling because it's like what what's the benefit there? It's it's just the fact that they don't have to leave their spot because what, really what's the what's the win there for the, like you're already a client so <laughs> why now kind of manipulate you to be in their space and not yours? It's just purely out of the convenience like they don't want to get in the car. Right? Yeah, I huh. really don't know. I. Uh, and to me, in my mind, the first intervention is leaving the house. Right. And so I didn't want to have that slowdown or transfer time or worry my husband about packing the bag and getting out the door. So, yeah. That's curious. Was- well, I'm very happy that you, you know, searched within yourself and were clear on what you wanted and didn't move in that direction by the influence of people who, you know, you want to trust <laughs> and that they have your best interest and that you have this agreement and you're all on board for this experience. So for that to kind of shift and you to still stay the course of what was true for you, I think is amazing. Yeah. Mm, thank you. Yeah. I think when I was choosing my midwives, I, there was two I was choosing between and one was a little cheaper and could bring the nitrous. And that's what kind of tipped me over the edge to go that direction. But I think there was pink flags in the middle of like, maybe this wasn't the best choice. And so um, I just encourage people to kind of go with who your soul connects with. Right. Then, you know, thinking about the monetary stuff or yeah, I ended up actually getting to birth with the second midwife that I had talked to who was just great. So Mm. It worked out nicely, but I, I wish I would have been with her the whole time. Mm. Save some. Yeah. Some work. <laughs> I'm curious, how was Jeremy and or any friends or family, you know, response and kind of receptivity when you were going the home birth route? So I am normally someone who will just 
spill everything to anyone who will listen. I'm like, oh, you want to hear about me? Of course. Um, but I actually kept this kind of quiet. I only told the people that it affected, um, mainly just my mom and my aunt. Um, and Jeremy had to kind of get on board. He had to talk to the midwives. We had a lot of conversations, open conversations. He's like, I don't understand because the hospital has all these tools. Why wouldn't you want all these tools? And I had to break it down to him. Like Ikea has, this is, this is a silly example, but (laughs) but hang with me here. (laughs) Ikea has really great reusable shopping bags, right? They, in my mind are the best. They're so, they have huge ones and they're really strong, but you would not brave Ikea just for their shopping bags, right? Like it's not a store you'd want to wander around and walk two miles to get to their shopping bags. So that's kind of what I thought. I didn't need all those tools that the hospital had. I just needed my one shopping bag. Mm. (laughs) I get it. Yeah, I follow. That's a good one. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shucks. So then it was conversations you said with the midwives and and just talking it out that helped him to come on board? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I I really needed his support. But at the end of the day, it's again, it it was my decision of where I felt the most uh, safe to to birth. And I think once he wrapped his head around that this is something that I wanted, he was super supportive and wonderful. Um, and, and he knew that I had heard him and heard his concerns and, and I shared a lot of the same concerns. Mm. So it was nice to just kind of digest together and then get the ball rolling in the right direction. Now with my, um, middle child, I had had, uh, I got induced for preeclampsia. And so I knew there was a chance that that could happen again. So it was kind of like, Ooh, I don't know if it's actually going to be able to work. My blood pressure was creeping up. Um, so yeah, again, just getting everything moving in the direction we wanted to go, which was home birth. Yeah. Very nice. And so with this being your first home birth, did you have ideas or visions for how you wanted the experience to flow? You know, was, was there anything that came up for you around that? Oh girl, I had a whole (laughs) list of things I wanted to do. Okay. Share them. (laughs) I wanted to bake bread and I hung out hung up lights on her back porch and I wanted to slow dance under the stars with my husband. And I wanted to have my kids be there. And I was, I was training my toddler how to feed me ice chips and my oldest to rub my back. And, and we did breathing work together and watched birth videos and hung up inspiration. My kids made me pictures. It was, I was really setting the vibe. <laughs> that is so cool. So it was it like is. family prep. Everyone was involved in this. I really love that. Yes. We we listened to weird noises and and I had fun making noises with my toddler. Like she oh. she mooed, which is a really nice way to get low and deep with your uh Mm-hmm. with your contraction so we would moo together <laughs> and <laughs> she thought it was hilarious. So Oh, that's cute. Good. And besides the, you know, with the previous experience of preeclampsia and not kind of hanging out a little bit in the back of your mind, was there anything else residual, whether it be a fear-based thing or a concern that you kind of had to work through or was flushing its way out as you got closer? 
So my biggest concern was I had never gone into natural labor on my own. Mm. Um, with the C-section, I didn't have a single contraction. So I'd never felt the contraction before. Um, and I went to 41 and three with my second, uh, and my body still never went into labor, even after the Foley balloon and, and stuff, we had to start Pitocin to get my body going. So I was like, does it know what to do? Is it going to work? Am I going to be able to go into labor before my body starts shutting down? Like it did last time was probably my biggest concern. Okay. What do you, what do you, what did you do to kind of work through that and, you know, get to the other side of that? Yeah. So my, um, my blood pressure is really connected to, uh, my stress level. Mm. Um, and so I was managing it with, uh, the calm magnesium, which is, um, which is a godsend. Um, I don't know if talk to your providers about it, but it kept my swelling down. It helped with restless leg syndrome. It made me sleep better. It was, it was kind of like a panacea of just oh, heaven. And what, what um, was it again? Calm magnesium. Calm magnesium. Yeah, okay. Packs. You've, I've had them before. You've, they've been in this house. Oh. You would recognize it. I just forgot. <laughs> Maybe. I guess. <laughs> All right. So calm magnesium was, was awesome for you. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, they had me try uh, passion flower tincture, um, meditation, I, um, I moved my body as much as I could. I had SPD, which is like a, a issue with your pelvis where the relaxin kind of loosens everything up. And so the ligaments don't, um, just, there's some instability there. That's pretty painful. Um, so I didn't do a ton of exercising or walking, but that does help, um, as well with preeclampsia mm-hmm. or we're just keeping your blood pressure down if you truly have preeclampsia none of those things will work and it's just a a pretty serious event at that time mm-hmm. and did you have backup plans did you talk about that like a, if this then that sort of thing yeah we absolutely did I <laughs> kind of didn't want to look at them or think about them but I, I did that. have a plan mm-hmm. <laughs> I was um connected with OHSU, which is our hospital. I actually tried to get co-care where um, I could see an OBGYN and kind of connect with them and also have my midwife. But um, I I got pretty much laughed at when I called multiple places to try to um, connect the two. And I know in Canada, I've heard some people on the podcast that talk about how they have co-care where it's just a really easy transition. So I was really hoping to bring that to the, my birthing experience, but it's just, we're not quite there yet with Mm -hmm. our medical team. So. Gotcha. Yeah. We can hold space for that. You know, we have heard great instances and examples of dual care and working together. And it's kind of this thing of, you know, I'm going to keep seeing you. So we have the rapport and I hope I don't see you, but if I do see you, we'll be cool. (laughs) Um, We have heard that. And then we've heard what you're describing, this kind of non-willingness to collaborate in that sense and to create a space for, for all of it to you know, you can have it all, but you know, we'll, we'll keep playing for that. We'll keep having these conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the Western medicine has a really great place. You know, Mm -hmm. there are times when it's so needed and 
um, it would have been nice to collaborate, but maybe my kids will have that experience. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we can talk about the birth details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, Portia. So, how were you feeling? those last couple of weeks of pregnancy? Oof. The last couple of weeks were, um, I try to keep my mind really busy. Okay. I did a birth blessing, which was really nice. Mm. Um, which I, I just gathered my strong women and I went and got henna down on my tummy and, um, just kind of nice to look down and see a way to celebrate. And, and it was lasted for a couple of weeks. So that was fun. Um, I was still worried about going into labor. I think my midwives were getting a little, um, a little, I don't know. They kind of wanted to rush things along, which I was like, it's fine. I can go to 41 and three again. I was all too happy to have those last moments because this is this is my last baby so I was kind of cherishing the moments and putting intention into the birth space and um you know the aches and pains got pretty real but I just upped my chiropractor and massage and acupuncture those acunaps are great <laughs> and yeah got ready for the big day <laughs> big dance. That's amazing. So how did you know it was starting? I actually, um, I did nipple stimulation to get it started. Okay. So and how far along were you? I was 40 weeks and four days. Okay. And I didn't think nipple stim would work for me because I don't really appreciate people touching my nipples <laughs> and like it's supposed to release oxytocin but I don't think that's something that's pleasurable for me um and so I hadn't tried it the first time but oh man I I started to pump I asked my midwife which is always good to talk to your provider first but um I started pumping and immediately I was having contraction after contraction I was like whoa hold on a minute wow um yeah. And I had talked to her that night and I was like, what do you think about pumping? And she was like, sure. So she's like, go ahead and start tomorrow morning. Well, I jumped the gun and started that night, um, <laughs> which was kind of a bad idea because it did put me into labor. So mm -hmm. then I labored through the night um, by myself, which is actually pretty peaceful. Um, everybody was sleeping and I just kind of worked through my contractions and they were really manageable compared to 
contractions with Pitocin. So I was, I was kind of not sure if it was even labor. I was like, is this labor? I mean, they're pretty consistent. Um, there's a rhythm to them, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel as intense as I remember. And then um, the next morning I let everybody know, hey, I've been up all night with contractions and I did a little more pumping in the morning just to see if I could get them a little closer together and kind of get the show on the road. Um, and I called my mom and told her, I think today is the day, clear your schedule, because she was going to be there to support my children and just be there for their physical and emotional needs. So I could kind of just focus on my own, um, my own work. And my mom, bless her beautiful heart, was like, oh, I'm coming right now. And I was like, no, don't come right now. And she shows up and as as it does in labor, my contractions pretty much screeched to a halt because um, there was someone around. Um, but somewhere somewhere in the day, they picked back up, um, but they weren't ever really consistent. It was like I'd have one, and then 15 minutes later, I'd have another one. And um, but the midwives came over to check on me and just see how I was doing. And they took my blood pressure. My blood pressure was starting to raise. And so they started to get concerned. And then it was, then it kind of, oh, I had so many tools. I was ready to try. I had a TENS unit. I had massage stuff. I was planning on going to the chiropractor and doing all of these. I mean, that list that we talked about, making bread, doing all the things. (laughs) Um, And it really didn't go that way. It was more like, okay, I want you to lay down for 30 minutes and meditate and then we'll come back and take your blood pressure again. And then that was kind of the the flow of uh, my labor. Um, at one point she did check me, which um, I wanted kind of minimal checks, but she was like, I'd really like to know where you're at. And um, she checked me and said, uh, okay, so you're at a six and... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, is that like a station of where the baby is? Like, is the baby up really, really high and it's not working? Like, I couldn't believe that I was really in labor. I was dilating. My body was doing it. And um, so that was kind of a fun, gave me the energy I needed to keep going in that Mm -hmm. moment, I think. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So um, my blood pressure, when, when someone looks at you and, um, <laughs> and saying, oh, we might have to transfer you, obviously. And that's the worst case scenario for me. So my stress level went up, up, up. And so did right my it, blood pressure. Yeah, no big deal. Cause that's directly correlated to your blood pressure. So <laughs> if it's like, Hey, we might transfer you. Absolutely. That's like, that's going to shoot through the roof <laughs> or at least it went Man. for me. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what it did. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't calm down enough and I was trying so hard and, Um, and just seeing what I wanted to have happen and, and being able to show my children that experience of what birth could be like. And this was my last baby. It's my last shot. Everything was kind of piling up. I didn't get to do any of the things I wanted to do. And they're talking about, you know what, I think we need to go check and make sure you're not, um, having preeclampsia because it had risen above on one side it was higher on one side than the other which I don't I don't get it but anyway so they're like I think we need to do it and um 
And so I just started mourning the loss of what I wanted to have happen. And I was sobbing. I just, I lost it. Um, And my husband took the midwife out into the hall and he really stepped up and like protected me and said, you know, if, um, cause I was, I was like, okay, if I go and get the testing and they say that I don't have it, can I come back home and still have my home birth? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so my husband brought the midwives out into our, our hallway and, and was talking to them. And he's like, don't lie to her. If you say that she's going to be able to come back home, if she doesn't have preeclampsia, you, you need to mean it. And if anybody in the world can do it, it's her. And, um, and they're like, yeah, no, it's okay. And I called my doula. And of course I was still crying like 30 minutes later. And she's like, you know what, get in. Why don't you take five minutes and take some of the pictures that you were wanting to have, um, get in the birth tub, have Malia rub you have Monroe do ice chips. Like take five minutes. It's not an emergency right now. And, and really have touch points in the areas you wanted to have. And, and I sobbed all the way through it, <laughs> but I did, um, I did get to do that. And that was really meaningful um, in that moment to just kind of have a piece of what I wanted before I headed to the hospital. So I ended up having to get transferred, which was the worst thing that I could possibly imagine. Um, we, rode to the hospital and I got on the monitor there and they took my blood pressure and wouldn't you know it when the worst thing that I can imagine had happened I started to be able to calm down Mm, and I was like well here we are this is this is it and my blood pressure got it was by the end it was one of the lowest I'd had my entire pregnancy because I was just like well here it is So um, I was actually able, uh, once they got all the tests done, I was at the hospital for a couple hours. um, And I was, I was actually in transition at the hospital and I knew it. (laughs) And I kept asking the midwife, so how far apart are contractions supposed to be before you have this baby? And, um, and I was kind of trying to downplay my labor and be like, no, I'm fine. Because I wanted to go back home. Yeah. So they released me, which I don't think happens very often. Um, and the ride back home was awesome. I was so excited that I had, I felt like I broke out of jail or something. <laughs> I was so excited. I um, Contractions in the car, anybody that's had to have them knows that they are not great. But I, I was excited to have them. I put my head out the window of the sunroof and I was, really enjoying, you know, having the cold air hit my face. And I was laughing and just um, calling my support people being like, meet me at the house. It's happening. And I knew it was going to happen pretty quick. And uh, yeah, I got, I got home and I was like out of the window with my hand up in the air, like that strong breathing woman. I was like, here I come. Oh my gosh. That's such a cool visual. That's so awesome. And so I got into the house and, and at this point I hadn't had my blaze show, my waters hadn't broken. Um, I was still completely intact, hadn't lost my mucus plug. 
I went to the bathroom and as I was walking up the stairs to my room, I lost my mucus plug and I was like, okay, my body just knew and, and waited. And, um, my photographer wasn't there yet. So I knew I wanted to kind of hold on a little bit until she got there. So I kind of got to choose the rhythm of my labor, which was really interesting to me. Um, and at one point the midwife checked me and she's like, you're at nine and a half. Your waters are really bulging. I know the second we break your waters, you'll be ready to go. And I was like, great. And she's like, you want me to break your waters? And I was like, I sure don't actually. So if we could just hold off on that. Um, Cause again, my photographer wasn't there and I wanted her to be able to capture this moment. And so um, we just labored a little longer at the house. We got to dance on the on the back deck under the stars like I wanted to. Um, and then when I felt like we had kind of done the things that I wanted to do, I was like, okay, let's get in the birth tub. Um, I hopped in and uh, on the next contraction, I bared down a little bit and my water broke which was really neat because um, I knew it had happened. I was like, oh, okay, that's what it feels like. Last time it had been a trickle, so it wasn't like a pop, but this time it was a definite pop. Um, and instantly the intensity was really, um, was a lot. And I was like, oh, I want this baby out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. So um, I started pushing. And within four minutes of me getting in the birth tub, my baby was earth side. And I, it was so neat. I brought her up to my chest and I just, it felt like uh, a movie. I just, the whole world slowed down and I was just like looking around and looking at this beautiful life that, um, that I got to bring into the world. It was really magical. So. That's so amazing. (laughs) So. When you got home from the hospital to when baby was born, how long was that? Uh, an hour. Mm. Wow. Your body really was just, was <laughs> yeah. just waiting. You're like, all, we busted out. Yeah. We're out of that place. <laughs> it's time. Oh, my goodness. Man, I told the midwife to follow behind us in the car because I didn't want to have a car baby, but I knew it was yeah. possible yeah, was, with how <laughs> the contractions were going. Yeah. How long was the car ride? Uh, only about 15 minutes. Okay. But... Wow. It was, I mean, I could feel the pressure and I was like, yes, things are really happening. So ooh, let's, let's go. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Really, really. And so how did it feel to come to that kind of a full circle moment, you know, in the tub holding your newborn baby, mm-hmm. you know, your last baby and to have this experience that you had been desiring? What was that like? Oh my goodness. It was magical. It mm-hmm. felt like, um, all the stars had aligned to be able to have made that happen for this moment. And it was, it felt healing to me to be able to have the baby in my home and, and just let my children see what birth could be like and have them celebrate in the moment with me. And it was just, Oh, it was so beautiful. I am I'm still on cloud nine. I think about it. Sure. Uh, I can imagine. I mean, you might be out of that fourth trimester. Maybe let's just say you are, but still, I mean, the swirl is still there. Definitely. What was it like when your other kids 
met their mm. their sister for the yeah. first time. So my 13-year-old was, like, taken by emotion. Aww. She just started bawling, which uh-huh. was so sad. I choked up just thinking about it. Um, my And she held my youngest. And I have a really sweet picture of them. I'll have to send it to you. But um, they were just kind of hand over their mouth, watching in awe and surprise. And then my youngest wanted to give the baby a rubber ducky because <laughs> obviously we were in the tub. Right. So that was cute. <laughs> and then um, after we had the baby, she had me move to the bed and we all just kind of had the golden hour together. Mm-hmm. They got to hold the baby and they're super close with her now. So I think that connection of being there during the moment um, really made a difference in their relationship. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I love did, that. Did Jeremy have feedback on having this kind of birth experience on the other side of it? Was there anything he kind of shared from his perspective? Yeah, he was so impressed. Uh-huh. which is always makes me feel so good but he was like you were so right you didn't need all those tools and you got to bring the magic of birth and he's starting to understand like how the interruptions kind of go against the natural hormones and he's a scientist so he's like oh that makes sense to me um and it was it was cool to give him that experience too of just the the body doing what the body is built to do. Mm-hmm. So. That's incredible. And then I know you said it was, it was so magical to just be there in your home and have the golden hour, but is there anything else that kind of came up as you seeing a, a big benefit to having the home birth experience or anything that you kind of experienced differently from your other births that really stuck out? Um, hmm, that's a great question. I, I loved not having to leave. Mm-hmm. I loved being in our safe little bubble, especially with the pandemic going on. It felt really safe to be in our space. Um, the midwives coming to us, like my newborn didn't have to leave the house yeah. for six weeks. It was fantastic. We just had this beautiful bubble um, that we we stayed in and we all got to hang out together and every moment was shared um yeah i love that (laughs) (laughs) wow what a story and now here we are getting to share it with other people yeah i'm excited for for the doing at home community to hear your story Mm -hmm. and just be a part of it yeah it's very magical Portia, is there anything you would leave listeners with? It's just, you know, maybe it's an affirmation, some advice that really stuck out for you or a resource that was really significant for you. I think one of the most impactful things I realized was um, this pregnancy was that I am vast Hmm. and I can hold all of these emotions. I can hold, you know, the negative emotions with the positive emotions and anything in between. We had a little scare with um, this baby in the beginning. We didn't know if she was going to make it because she had some anomalies in utero. And and just being able to sit with those emotions and and grasp the um, the powerful connection of, of her being earth side and all the joys just 
and anything in between. It was really, that was huge. So just remembering that us birthing people were really vast and we can handle just a magnitude of things is really powerful to me. Um, I loved, I, I bathed myself in delicious birth stories mm-hmm. from you guys and um, the birth hour and birth queens and wine about birth podcast is a really good one. Um, badass mother birther, which sorry, if the curse word, um, We're but good. she's <laughs> awesome too. <laughs> um, if you haven't checked out Flora, please do. Um, January Hershey, her book, Birthing Without Fear, was really nice. Um, good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and, and get a doula. Doulas are life. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take note of all of those resources you just listed and I'll pop links to them in the show notes. So for anyone listening, it's like, wait, what was that podcast or this? I'll have them there for you. So you can go check those out. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Portia. Yeah, thank You're you. so great. Thank you. Uh, give our love to your family and thank them for us for being a part of this magical story. And I just, I really am present to the the family involvement in the birth. I think that's one of the mm-hmm. biggest things that I'm taking away from this story is just the, the family centeredness of it all. And I think that's just so sweet and so full of oxytocin. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you guys. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.